It's an experiential thing. Like, if you haven't experienced something, how can I tell you what it's really like? You hear that a lot. You can't understand something until you go through it. When Lou Redmond said that to me, it stuck. Because I felt like I do understand that now. So does that mean I'm going through it? Never felt anything for the city But that was before I knew her name I thought I knew everything about living But that was before she came You're listening to Restart the Podcast, an introduction to Restart the Movie, a documentary I, Maria Perez, will be making while on the road for a month with my newly retired father. We'll talk to people along the way in all different parts of the U.S. about their restart while I still figure out mine and Freddie enjoys his. Five weeks honestly isn't that long, unless you're my mom. But five weeks meeting people and seeing new things on a daily basis can really make you feel completely different and have a whole new outlook on things. I'm home now, back in my bed, back with my mobile studio, aka my Jeep, back with comfort and no more RV backaches. And while physically feeling comfortable, I now have never felt more mentally uncomfortable after experiencing what I have in the last few weeks. I feel unfinished. Not really sure what my next move is, or what that next move should even be. Once we hit the south and started heading east, I started getting nervous for this exact stage, getting home and not knowing what's next. I keep trying to tell myself what's next is not knowing what's next if that makes any sense. For the first time in my life, I don't have that one-year plan, and I'm just letting life and time take the lead. Just from my last few interviews, I've learned that the unexpected can sometimes be a blessing. So I'm gonna do my best and not mess with the unexpected possibilities. From Austin to Nashville, everyone I met with took a complete leap into the unknown. And how scary is that? Most people can barely go swimming in water where they can't see their feet. Imagine doing that with your life. Kim Lewis in Austin. She was formerly the lead designer of ABC's Extreme Makeover Home Edition. And after a few personal incidents, she felt like she could restart emotionally, pushing her to restart professionally. She is the epitome of letting unexpected things happen. She likes to call it living like a wildflower. A lot of pain brought something really beautiful, and um, that's this new company. And I'm finding new strength and getting my wings back, you know. Those roots are our past, and our, uh, and our past can be very painful. And we all have problems and things we've had to deal with. I lost my mom when I was 10, lost my grandmother shortly after who was raising me. My dad was cheating on my mom. My husband did the same. It's been a painful life at times, but I've tried to coin this idea of, if I can use that pain to help other people, 
I call it living like a wildflower, like pop up in really unexpected places, the valleys, and try to bring something beautiful to the world around you. It makes life feel like, okay, well, all of that meant something. I can use what I learned in that. Kim, now leading her own business of Vagabond Designs, and being a part of the tiny house movement, I think it's fair to say the unexpected can bring huge things. I talk a lot about pushing yourself to a restart, but I haven't touched too much on truly being forced into a restart. Meet Leroy Mitchell, or as most like to call him, Whistle Monster. Have you ever been to a New Orleans Saints game and saw some guy with a huge whistle on his head, in full face paint, ringing everyone's ears with his whistling? That would be Leroy. He is practically a local hero with his whistling skills and game antics. But underneath all of that paint and ear piercing whistling, he is a true businessman and a lover of art. After years of having to ignore his true passion to feed his family, he is finally living out his dream of owning an art gallery. But he isn't bitter of the years he had to wait though, because the reason he had to put art on pause is also the reason he is a better person today. I had an unexpected daughter, so I had to get on the back burner. No more art, so I had to go and work. Without her, man, I would be like a whole different person. I really would be, because it gives you, kids give you checks and balances for things, you know, like me, before her, I didn't care if I lived today or tomorrow, it was whatever, it's just life, right? But with a kid, you're like, I gotta be there for, gotta help, I got, you know what I mean? I like to think of Leroy as a realist. Sometimes life does get in the way of your passion, but that doesn't mean you can't redirect again at some point. Things take time. If you love it, just keep it in your life at some, some part of it. You know what I mean? Whether it's 100%, 10%, 20%. If I had said in 20 years ago, I told someone, I'm gonna work as hard as I possibly can. And ironically enough, when my daughter turns 20, that I was scared to death of, the month that she turned 20, we opened up an art gallery and, and the CBD, I would think they were on drugs. I'd be like, there's no way I, in my mind, I don't see, I don't see myself preparing myself for this day besides just staying involved with art. Throughout this trip, I did my best to get one interview per city. I looked out in Nashville. I snagged three interviews with all inspiring women, courageous enough to pick up their lives and move there to pursue their love for music full time, but in all different ways. Maybe because it's Music City and it's where people risk it all to become successful, but in Nashville, I could feel the hard work and positivity in the air. From our bus driver to waiter, just to even people on the street, everyone was just always in good spirits. Our day started off with Kaylee Rose, a 20-year-old singer-songwriter who felt like the college party life just wasn't fulfilling enough. So now, a year and a half later, living on her own in Nashville, she makes a better adult than many middle-aged people I know. I never once thought growing up that I wouldn't do college. So that was never really an option, but it took me going to an actual college and like living the campus life and realizing more and more every day that I just wanted something bigger, something crazier, 
I never seen myself really following the normal steps. So it took going to college to like get to my restart. And, you know, it's really scary when you think about it, like moving to a big city on your own. And it sounds really crazy. But I mean, looking back, I was more scared of staying in Florida than I was to move here. Once morning passed and it was finally socially acceptable to drink, we then headed over to Nashville's Petal Tavern to meet up with a former coworker of mine. Annie Reuter lives, eats, and breathes country music, whether it be from reporting to interviewing or even writing songs herself. Since we're already friends, I felt like why not discuss her restart over a few mobile drinks. I think it is just like, yeah, pushing me out of my comfort zone. I think it's the biggest restart and just like trying something new in a new city where I don't know that many people. Just being okay with it. I think if restart were to have a 12-step style, I think getting out of your comfort zone would be step one. Now buzzed in about a mile and a half away from our next destination on Music Row, we walked it off and finally entered the last interview of the day. I met with Jess Mosby and Sierra Sparkman at the workshop. Think frat house, but instead of flip cup going on in every room, it's country singers and songwriters practicing. That's the workshop. My name is Jess Mosby and I'm a songwriter here in Nashville, originally from a small town called Warsaw, Indiana. I'm Sierra Sparkman. I'm also from Warsaw, Indiana, and I just recently moved to Nashville. I knew I wanted to work with music. I just wasn't sure which aspect of it. So right now, I luckily got a position working with managing and marketing. To be honest, I wasn't exactly sure what to expect from Jess and Sierra. All I really knew was that they were Indiana natives who needed to get out and came to Nashville to pursue their love of country music writing. But it got deeper than just that. My thing is, is the way that like, I grew up, the decisions that I've made now, the decision to go to college, the decision to move to Nashville, the decision not to become like a product of my environment, like through those choices that I've made, it's been like a restart knowing that like, I'm going to have a future and then my children will have a future and that I broke like a generational curse of like addiction and abuse and all kinds of things and I probably wouldn't have known that answer a year ago when I first came here because I discovered so many things about myself that I didn't know in this year here so my definition of like restart is just like I'm literally like restarting a life not just for me but for my future and for my kids. I'm the first one to leave farther than an hour and now I have a cousin who wants to move to Franklin. So it's like, it's I think I'm encouraging like, I hope my younger brother, I want him to want big things and I want my cousins to want big things that like, like even Jess said, like you don't have to stay where you are. There's so many endless options out there. So I think Restart is just finally living and enjoying it and I've only been here not even a week and (laughs) it's been a whirlwind. And that's how our Nashville day ended, interviewing all girls. It didn't really even hit me until the very last one that all the interviews were with all women. And honestly, it actually made me feel that girl power energy. Just really proud. That's that, Detroit to Baltimore, all in a big circle. It feels like those vivid dreams when you wake up and can't get an immediate sense of reality. Like, did that happen or did it not? 
even though the trip is over now. Work is definitely not. The interviewing will continue and more stories will be told. I have a lot to figure out on a professional and personal level and I wanna take you with me on that ride too. Each episode, I have been sharing the stories you send me. This week, two stories. My friend Milana's dad, Melvin Kramer, did what most would never even dare, go to college at 60 years old. My name is Melvin Kramer, I am 62 years old, and this is my restart story. 2012 was a very hard year. I lost my best friend, my dad. After four years of fighting and keeping a smile on his face, pancreatic cancer took my dad away from me. It was a really hard time. I felt as though I lost a piece of me. When I look back at our time together, I am so grateful for those four years because we developed such a strong bond. My dad told me what it meant to never, never give up. He's the best man I know. A month after losing my dad, I started experiencing excruciating back pain to the point where I couldn't even walk. I went through physical therapy, various workout routines, three epidural shots before being able to live a normal life. As a result of these two life experiences, I decided I needed a change in my life. I wanted to help others, so I decided for the first time to go to college. I was going to become a physical trainer at the age of 60. Can you imagine? I rolled in Staten Island College and was immediately overwhelmed. The first day of class was me and a bunch of 20-year-olds. Huh. I was learning about the human body and trying to remember muscle names so complex. Would you believe, six months later, I passed my exam? Neither could I. I got an unpaid internship at the Jewish Community Center, and after my internship, they hired me full-time. I can't tell you how excited I felt for the first time they handed me a shirt that said trainer on it. I felt like a little kid. Flash forward to the present day, I'm in the process of studying for, for continuing education courses. I think that what my story shows, it's never too late to restart. Never too late for a second chance of doing what you love. This next story is a preview and will be episode 5.1. Brecken and Naeem, I think would go as the label relationship goals. Through each other's support, they quit their jobs and decided to travel for the next year together, taking a serious leap into the unknown in every possible way. As corny as it sounds, I would read those Elite Daily articles, you know, or the Cosmopolitan article of the woman who left her job to travel the world. Um, and I would send those daily to my mom and, and just say, you know, I wish this could be me or I wish, you know, I had the balls to do this or the money to do this or, you know, the will to do this. And I think that finally, honestly, she got fed up and said, well, why the hell not? So do it. Let's start figuring out how you can make this happen. And And that really put it into perspective for me is that, like, you know, this is life. Like, you know, you can't, if I'm not happy in what I'm doing every day, then, then you have to make a change. Um, and so from there we just started planning and, and then like, and I said, we had just started dating kind of as all of this was happening for me personally. And, you know, I, I let him know that, you know, this is down the pipeline for me and this is something that I, I'm hoping to pursue soon. Um, and, and you took a while and you kind of came back and said, you know, I understand if this is something that you need to do on your own and if this is like a go find yourself thing um, that you need to do for yourself, then we'll figure it out. But if not, I'd, you know, I'd love to come. And so about a year later, here we are. Be sure to catch their full story posted as episode 5.1, Brecken and Naeem's story. 
next time on Restart. Oh, the places I have been. I take you from Detroit to Baltimore, all within one episode, from what I loved to what I hated. Okay, strongly disliked. And to the best food I had while on the road. Be sure to follow all of our social pages. You can find the links to them on our website, restartthemovie.com. Special thanks to Kim Lewis, Whistle Monster, Kaylee Rose, Annie Reuter, Jess Mosby, Sierra Sparkman, Melvin Kramer, Reckon and Naeem, and DNM for helping in making this week's episode possible. An extra special thanks to Kaylee Rose for showing us country singers can rap too. If you're gonna be a somebody someday, you know what I'm saying? Hey, sometimes it's long to the winds of eight. Sometimes it's lose to the jaws of eight. So the haters can go point at me, cause some will be kissing my feet and congratulate and appreciate and embrace the day that they had to face the underdog, underdog. And as always, thanks for listening.